How do you know you're up to date? When you follow EMS World, you answer that question with confidence. Because when we say EMS World, we mean the whole world of EMS. The remaining question for you is how will you stay up to date? In print, online, at EMS World Expo, the world's largest EMS-dedicated conference, and now in a podcast. Hello, and welcome to the EMS World Podcast. This is Valerie Amato, Associate Editor of EMS World. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Emily Kornprobst. Emily is an emergency registered nurse at Franciscan Alliance in Indianapolis, Indiana, where she has worked for 10 years. Emily graduated from University of Indianapolis in 2010 with her associates in nursing and obtained her bachelor's in nursing in 2018 from Western Governors University. Recently, Emily was diagnosed with COVID-19 and has since recovered, so we'll be chatting about her experience with that today. Emily, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Bring me back to the beginning. Were you treating any patients who were COVID positive? And if so, do you think you may have contracted it from one of them? Or were you exposed to someone outside of work who had the virus? Um, It's definitely possible that I contracted the virus from work. Um, Being in the emergency department, we began seeing patients. And I did actually take care of one of the first diagnosed patients in Indiana. Um, We know that now. There's no way to know whether I got it from work or from the community. Um, I was still going to the grocery store. I was going to my son's um, sporting events. And it's just as likely that I got it from the community as I did from work. When did you begin experiencing your symptoms? My symptoms started on um, March 15th. So I took care of patients in the emergency department on March 9th and March 10th. And then my symptoms started March 15th. I was diagnosed actually not until March 23rd because I um, had my first test on March 16th and it actually took seven days to get the result back. When you started experiencing those symptoms, did you believe that it was the virus? Were they consistent with the uh, typical presentation? I was pretty sure the minute that I uh, saw that I had a fever and realized that I had a felt that I had a fever, I was pretty sure that I had the virus. So immediately quarantined myself and uh, informed my management at work and began the fun process of quarantine. (laughs) Very fun. Yes. So was that difficult at home? I I know you have kids and your husband. Did you have enough room to isolate? Yes. uh, I was in my bedroom for seven days straight uh, with no interaction with my husband or my son. That was really hard. The only interaction I have was waving from a distance with a mask on when I came out to the kitchen to get some food. So that was just really hard just being away from them. My son's 11, so he can process it. He can kind of understand, which was really helpful. I have some coworkers that have young children that also had to be quarantined. And I just can't imagine having little ones that don't understand why mommy can't hug and kiss on them you know, but it's really just for their protection. So I was really fortunate by that, but it was really difficult um, mentally uh, not to be able to spend time with my family. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. What other symptoms did you have in the beginning and how did those progress throughout your illness? Sure. My um, 
first symptom was uh, fever and just chills. Came on really suddenly that Sunday, March 15th, and um, it was 101.3, just really dry, irritating cough, nothing major, but just um, kind of annoying. And then um, I was really tired, really fatigued, and just didn't feel like doing much of anything for about two days. And then the fever went away after two days, felt a little bit better around day three. And then again, on day five, I kind of spiraled downward again. And my worst symptom was the body aches in my legs, lower back and my hips, which started on day five, and um, were nearly debilitating from days five through seven, um, to the point where I was just laying on the floor in my bedroom, nearly in tears. And then that symptom, the the aches and pains in my legs continued even after the rest of my symptoms had resolved for almost three weeks, but not just not as severe. I never experienced the major shortness of breath and chest pain. I had some minor discomforts, but I was really fortunate not to end up having to be hospitalized and just really feeling like I couldn't breathe, which I can only imagine would be so scary. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people have obviously had really scary experiences, especially if they had those symptoms. Um, I'm glad you didn't have to get hospitalized. Did you ever have moments where you were afraid that that would happen to you? Just because of what I had heard about the virus and and what I had seen working in the emergency department, how it can your symptoms can change so suddenly. So I think that was always in the back of my mind. Am I going to wake up during the night and just not be able to catch my breath? But that never in my situation. But yes, it was scary. So what other kinds of emotions and thoughts were running through your mind during the course of the illness? I've said all along my theme song during my illness um, was faith over fear. Uh, I just didn't want it to get me down. I didn't want to allow fear to overcome me. And I really just, you know, was in scripture and prayer the whole time just to get me through it, just to remind me that God's got this uh, and that I don't need to fear. He's in control. So that definitely helped help me through the whole process. So at, at what point did your symptoms start subsiding or resolving? What what did your recovery process look like? So it was around March 27th, I believe, um, which was about a week and a half, two weeks, that right at that 14-day period from my exposure, um, and you know, a little bit more than 14 days after my exposure, that um my symptoms were better and we started considering sending me back to work. The um, infectious disease doctor that um, I was working with was going to send me back on that Monday, but I requested a repeat test. My mom uh, has severe asthma and I hadn't seen her since March 1st and really just wanted to be able to see her if possible before I went back to work because once I went back to work, I knew I'd have to avoid her. So I requested a repeat test because my symptoms were gone and because it was that the requirement was three days after your symptoms have resolved, you can return to work at that time. So I requested a repeat test, convinced that it was going to be negative. And um, surprisingly to all of us, it came back positive again. So that kind of changed our game plan. And 
pushed back my return to work date um, and I wasn't able to see my mom. We waited another three to four days to send me back, did another repeat test, and it was positive again, which again, shocked everyone. Um, At that point, we waited about another week before I returned to work on April 6th, just for everyone's safety, for my coworkers, for the patients, not wanting to expose anyone. So I was able to go back on April 6th. Wow. So that's a long time to be out of work. You know, overall, what did you take away from this experience? Do you have advice for other people who have been diagnosed with COVID-19 in terms of dealing with it physically and emotionally? There's a fine line between being fearful and, and, and being cautious. You've, you've got to be aware of your body and know how you're feeling and, and not ignore any of those symptoms uh, because they can change so rapidly. And if you are experiencing any symptoms um, that we've heard can be potentially a COVID-19 virus, go immediately to your local emergency department or call your doctor and um, get tested. And even before you get tested, from the minute you have symptoms, we need to quarantine uh, for your protection and for everyone else's protection. My other question was, between your experience having the virus and working in the ED, do you have any advice for healthcare or EMS providers out there working on the front lines? The big one is just we need to we need to support each other. We need to encourage one another. You know, we are a team and we're a family. And I love the way that this has brought us all together. Management, staff nurses, floor nurses, ER nurses, EMS. I just really think that, you know, physicians, physicians assistants, nurse practitioners, we've all just come together and just really battled this thing together. And it's really been cool to watch. And I that's one thing that I've loved about this whole process is, you know, this is what we were this is what we were made for. This is what we went to school for. This is what we've trained for. And even though there's not really any way to train for it specifically, you know, we thrive in this environment. So I've loved watching my department specifically just come together and battle this thing. Well said. Emily, thank you so much. Um, Do you have any other takeaways that you want to leave with the listeners? Just one thing that I keep thinking about is not to ignore your symptoms, not to be naive and think, you know, I don't want to go to the hospital. If you're sick, you need to go. And that includes respiratory symptoms, but that also includes those that are having chest pain, those that are having stroke-like symptoms. We've seen a lot of decline in those types of patients, and it's somewhat out of fear of not coming, not wanting to come to the emergency department. We're still here for those patients as well. We're here to care for the COVID patients, but we're still wanting to make sure we're able to care for the patients that need to come see us as well. So we're still here. We're still um, wanting to care for you and just come see us if necessary. And and don't ignore any of your symptoms because they can turn on a dime. That's great advice. Um, Emily, I really appreciate you coming on with me today. And um, I hope you continue to feel better. I'm doing very well. I'm very blessed um, to be back to work and to feel to be healthy. I'm well aware that there's others out there that have had the virus much worse than I have that haven't obviously made it through the virus. So I just feel very blessed to be able to share my story and encourage others that, you know, we're going to get through this. The one thing that I have been doing 
since then, because I'm able to, and I feel very blessed to be able to do this, is to donate my plasma, the trial, the treatment trial for um, helping those that are critically ill with the virus. Um, So I've been donating my plasma. I've done that twice now, and it has been able to be sent to hospitals and given to patients. Again, I don't know specifics about that, whether it's been able to turn someone around and help have a quicker recovery, but I do know it's been given and that's just really helped me psychologically knowing that I'm able to give back in another way. Right. Turn something really scary into something positive, hopefully. Absolutely. I'm really glad that you recovered. And again, I appreciate you sharing your story. Thank you. This has been an episode of EMS World Podcast. You can find this audio and more like it on the podcast page of emsworld.com. You can also follow EMS World on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram.